our ability to have grown this company into a 33 state operation is entirely dependent on our clientele's loyalty to us because of the level of service we provide, the transparency we provide. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to out-of-state real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Alan Shanefecker. Hi, Alan. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you on the show. And Alan is joining us from New York City, New York, where he is the founder and CEO of Share States, which is a real estate crowdfunding marketplace. He is currently licensed to practice law in New York and Connecticut and uses his legal expertise in securities law to help Share States promote and produce public and private offerings. And he's a super smart guy. He got his JD from Toro Law Center, where he was the in the top 6%, almost made it to the top five, but nonetheless, top 6% is super impressive and a much higher percentage than I, I would ever get. So with that being said, Alan, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, sure. So uh, I finished up law school a couple of years ago. And when I was coming out, I was actually working with a title insurance company at the time. I had joined up with them as their what they call their national title producer, which is uh, really a fancy term for I went out and took a bunch of licensing exams to expand that company into 28 different states. So I now hold, in addition to my legal licenses, 28 title producer insurance licenses Um, And as that relationship grew, we were kind of looking for different ways to expand the organization and crowdfunding was the next logical step for us because it was something that uh, my partners and the title insurance company that I was working with, they were doing that for a while actually from a, a business development standpoint for their existing clients. So we took the existing business model, we, we added the technological aspects to it, got all of the legal and compliance stuff in order, and Share States was born. That sounds very simple, and <laughs> you, you broke it down very well. But there's one part at the very beginning, which I personally don't know exactly what it is, and that is expanded the title producer insurance light. What, what is that? What, what, is, what does that mean? 
So every real estate transaction these days, whether it's a purchase or a refinance, requires title insurance. Um, usually you can go through a title insurance agency or directly through a title insurance company. Um, there are probably about a dozen or so major title insurance companies throughout the country and probably a few thousand major title agencies. The title agencies work through the title insurance company, kind of like you, how you have uh, agents of GEICO for car insurance. Um, in order to practice as a title agent, you have to have what's called a title producer's license. So, you know, every agency that operates nationally will generally have one or a few guys who hold the licenses that allow the, the entity to operate. So I came in and I basically acted as that producer. I went out and uh, took, took several exams. Um, and we now operate in, I think it's a total of 33 states. And uh, yeah, it's basically just a formality for allowing the, the title insurance agency to operate throughout those states. And what is share states? What type of real estate crowdfunding is share states focused on? Sure. So... From For the last 10 years or so, my partners have built an enormous database of real estate speculators who use them for title insurance. These are guys who are doing you know, renovation fix and flip projects and smaller to mid-sized development deals. Um, they're people that we have long-standing relationships with. And you know, anywhere between 50 to 75 different transactions on a monthly basis are those types of deals, the, the development and the you know, renovation fix and flip stuff. So we, when I say we, I mean my partners, we're already in the process of syndicating both debt and equity investments for their clients uh, via that network. So what we did was we wanted to create an online marketplace that would kind of expand the scope of what was already going on. So now basically what happens is we have clients through Atlantis that on a monthly basis come through and order a title report, which gives us a first look at the project, lets us you know, vet the project, get to know the sponsor before, sometimes before the sponsor actually goes into contract on the property even. Uh, and it lets us position ourselves to be the financier on that, pro on that given project if they are looking for private lending or if they're looking for equity partners, it gives us an opportunity to structure a deal and propose something to them that's attractive for them as well as for our investors. So uh, we're primarily focused, I want to say the bulk of our deals right now are uh, fix and flip, like gut rehab debt projects. And then we have the occasional equity project when we find something that we really like. Uh, without getting too much into detail, um, the capital stack on any given real estate transaction could vary widely. And typically speaking, the debt investments are a safer, quote unquote, safer investment because of the priority debt investors have over equity investors. So being that this is a new marketplace, we're a new company, and we're trying to build that investor credibility and trust, we're sticking with what we consider to be the safer investment alternatives. And uh, it's been working for us. We, in the last four months or so, raised about $4 million across 12 different projects. And uh, we're just picking up pace. It's, it's getting easier and faster every day. Wow, what a business model. So you have clients who come to you to order title reports because uh, you have a company that helps do that service. And then through that relationship, you then are able to vet the project and get to know it 
really before it, it b- before others, and then kind of be able to pick and choose the type of of projects that you want to pursue and have conversations with. Exactly, exactly. We cherry pick the projects based on our based on surveying our investors. So we do, I want to say, on a monthly or bi-monthly basis, we do a survey of our investors to see what they're interested in. We get to know some of our newer, newly registered investors. And once we have an idea of what they're looking for, that gives us an opportunity to just cherry pick the opportunities from, uh, from the title insurance pipeline. Do investors, and when I say investors, I mean people who, syndicators, people who, sponsors who have the deal, do they typically come to you um, before they have thought about or pursued the alternative methods of financing for their project? So this is a service that, like I said, my partners have been providing for a while. We just haven't done it on as large of a scale as what we're doing now. Um, We have a clientele that we basically allow them to order title through us for the most part free of charge before they ever go into contract. Our ability to have grown this company into a 33 state operation is entirely dependent on our clientele's loyalty to us because of the level of service we provide, the transparency we provide, and uh, you know the residual benefits. We do a lot of networking events and benefit events and whatnot. So they are of the mindset that if they can have superb title insurance uh, from us, you know, why not have their financiers be the same people? It helps for coordination purposes. Uh, it helps them keep everything in one place. Um, and, you know, it, it removes much of the communication problems you sometimes have in a real estate transaction when you have uh, a separate lender and then a title insurance company. There's so many moving parts that if you can consolidate that into one space where everybody knows what's going on, it just makes it that much easier. So you give them a title report and you are able to do the title, secure the title insurance, right? Exactly, exactly. And then you've established relationships with these individuals. And at that point, they know they can go to you for a discount or at the very minimum, a thorough analysis and they they just love working with you. Um, You develop that relationship. And then as they grow their business and they get more and more deals, they're coming to you first because you're at the kind of you're at the upstream of the process. Exactly. We're there from the beginning. So when they're looking to see, when they run their initial title report to see if the deal is going to be something promising to them, you know, they want to make sure the title and the property is clean. There are no judgments or liens that they need to worry about. A lot of the people that we deal with are buying properties at a significant discount. They're going to foreclosures and REOs and short sales. And uh, the transactions can sometimes get a little complicated, but those transactions also come can sometimes come with a slew of other problems. So before they ever get into contract, they run title. We let them know whether or not it's clear, whether it's insurable. Uh, at that point, we also know whether the deal meets our underwriting guidelines and if, if it's something that we can therefore finance. So we can kind of give them peace of mind with, hey, guys, you have a thumbs up. Title's clear. It's insurable. From our perspective, it's also financeable. Um, so they know going into a deal that they already have, you know, financing lined up, they have everything else that they need ready to go. Such a smart business model. I, I love this. 
All right, Alan, are you ready? Or actually, we're not even get to lightning round. I feel like we've we've been talking for so long, but uh, I I just I'm just fascinated by this business model. Alan, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Patience is a virtue. Um, a lot of people will get scared that they're going to miss an opportunity, or some people will get are quick to pull out of an opportunity if they think something's going wrong. Um, investing is a long-term prospect. You have to be patient. You have to wait for the right opportunities. Uh, if you're in an investment that you know is volatile, it may not necessarily be the best thing to pull the plug when something starts to look like it's going south. You gotta you gotta be careful and do your due diligence. Be patient. Don't don't act on a whim. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. All right, Alan, best ever book. That's a hard one. Um, I... Most of the reading I do is securities law related. Um, I don't think. Boring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think I've actually sat down and read a book for enjoyment, and uh, probably since high school. If that's. Do you enjoy securities law books, though? I do. It's you know, it's they're not so much books so much as uh, online articles. So different uh, law firms publish you know different uh, topics regarding securities law. So I I love reading that stuff. I like finding the quote unquote loopholes and the different ways of structuring deals and things like that. That's that's most of my reading. What's a loophole or a way that best ever listeners should structure a deal? Um, so I wouldn't necessarily call this one a loophole, but when we first started, we actually did what's called a public offering through Regulation A. Not too many people know what that is uh, just because it's kind of difficult to use. But um, most of the crowdfunding platforms that are out there right now are strictly for accredited investors. So unless you you meet that threshold, which is to have a net worth over a million dollars, excluding your primary residence, or if you're making over $200,000 a year or $300,000 a year if you're married, you don't qualify to invest in these deals. What we did was do a Regulation A offering, which is a small business exception that, you know, I think there's maybe been a dozen of them in the last couple of years, last few years. Um, it allows you to actually accept funds from non-accredited investors. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's a cool, I wouldn't necessarily call it a loophole, but it's just a very unused exemption in the securities law. Why don't more people use it? Um, the filing process for it is kind, of, is kind of hectic. So there's a couple of problems with it, the way it's currently built. That is, there's a $5 million cap on the amount of money you can raise. You have to go through a qualification process with the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, which on average takes nine months and can go up as high as 18 months. Um, we did our first one in about 11 weeks, so we were actually pretty efficient. But uh, when it comes to real estate transaction, you really can't wait 11 weeks just to start raising capital. It's it's not workable unless you're talking about a larger scale project. And then if you have a larger scale project, you're capped at five million. Uh, so it's just it's kind of unworkable. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book that you like because those guidelines probably aren't in a on amazon.com um but or audible rather but you can you can go check out a book that you do like best ever personal growth experience and what you learn from it 
I'd have to say best ever personal growth experience was, this is a little more personal, I actually lost my father about eight years ago. So I had to, I was 19 at the time, I had to step in and help raise my younger brother, help take care of my mom. Um, we grew up on the other side of the tracks, so I was always gunning ahead and trying to do what was right by my family and the people around me. And it taught me how to respect other people and how to really work for what you want. And, you know, it takes patience and a lot of hard work to get where you want to be. Sorry for your loss, and that's an incredible lesson that you took away from it. Thank you, thank you. And no worries, it was a while ago. <laughs> Best ever success habit you practice? Double check and triple check your work. I, when I first started, I was always under this sense of urgency. You know, I had to try and get as much done as quickly as possible. Uh, and you'd be surprised at how many little mistakes could squeeze by. So I got to a point where I double and triple check my work uh, before any email goes out, before any document goes out. I, regardless of whether I've had outside counsel review it or whatever it is, I go through it with a fine, fine, fine tune comb. Home. Sorry, I can't speak right now. <laughs> you've done a fantastic job. Best ever deal you've done. My favorite transaction on the platform right now was for a development deal in the East Village of New York City. We raised $615,000 for a small tranche of a luxury condominium development project in just under 18 hours. Um, I love Manhattan, I love the East Village, and the particular sponsor we were working with had an amazing track record. So it was probably one of my favorite projects, and it was an immensely easy sell. I mean, the, the project went quick. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? We set out about three months ago to bring on institutional investors to our platform so that our investors, our individual accredited investors, can invest side by side with billion dollar funds. Uh, and it kind of de-risks the, the situation for them and gives them some peace of mind that the project and our platform has been vetted by a much larger institution. Um, one of those relationships is very close to coming to fruition and we're hopeful to have it wrapped up by the end of next week, at which point you guys will see a press release on it. Um, but we're under NDA, so I can't really say much more than that. Best ever way you like to give back? I always donate money, whether it's at my local temple or if I'm walking in Manhattan and I see somebody that's in need. Um, you know, I try to go out of my way to, you know, grab somebody something to eat, you know, at least once when I see it. Uh, you can't necessarily stop for everyone, but I do try to help where I can. What's the biggest mistake you made in real estate? We haven't had any defaults or any losses, actually. So... I can't say we've had a mistake yet. Um, you know what, actually, we, we bit off a little bit more than we could chew with one project one time where uh, we were confident we were gonna raise the capital needed, but fell short by a few hundred thousand dollars. So that was, that was a stressful time. But other than that, I don't think there's anything. What's the learning from that one experience? And what have you, how have you applied that for future stuff? Properly survey your users before committing to a project. What's the best ever place to reach you, Alan? My email, uh, alan at shareestates.com. And I actually work 24-7, so I could always be reached on myself for business purposes. That's 516-502-5893. Uh, alan, thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners. And 
you have a fantastic business model that I am just enamored with, where you know you you have a company that investors can get their title check through and then title insurance. And because you're working with for you know investors who are purchasing foreclosure short short sales, then they're wanting to do that prior to the putting their own money in it. And then whenever they're coming reading that stuff, those reports, naturally if they if those reports are checking out, or perhaps even if they you know they don't check out to the fullest extent there's always a way to purchase it the next question to in their mind is how the heck am i going to finance this and you know having this next uh wing of a business being like well we have an opportunity for you for how we can finance this i mean i think that's just it's a great evolution a great story of evolving based on the needs of the marketplace and also, you know, evolving based on where we're headed with crowdfunding and how crowdfunding is the next big thing in real estate investing. I, I think it's just, it's ingenious. So thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice. And then also talking about something I hadn't heard of um, and you, I think, are assuming correct in that a lot of people don't do and haven't heard of, and that's Regulation A, not Regulation D, uh, Regulation A which is a small business exception where you can raise money from non-accredited investors. It's only been done, as you mentioned, you know, a dozen or so times in the last couple of years. The cons for why it doesn't happen very frequently, $5 million cap and a long lead time for the approval process, 11 weeks to upwards to nine months. But it's, it's another option. And it's, it's good to be educated with those types of options. Then we'll decide ultimately what we want to do with it. So just an enlightening interview. Thank you so much, Alan, for sharing your best ever advice. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. It's a pleasure. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.